I would call myself, if not a brand steward, an uh, intrapreneur, right? I'm running a separate business unit within a company and we're lean, but we are very profitable. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Paul Peterson. He is a former developer and Big 8 consultant on selecting emerging technologies for use in sales and marketing for companies like McDonald's, Allied Van Lines, United Airlines, and others. He led the enterprise sales team at Del Arena, which is WinFax and Symantec, now Formflow, and now is general manager of the Goldmine Business Unit of Avanti, Inc. Paul, you ready to take us to the top? Sure. Now, is Avanti your baby? Are you the founder there? Or are you working for the founder inside no, of Goldmine? Uh, Avanti is a very large uh enterprise. It's a combination of land desk and a few other entities that, that are focused on IT security networks, remote users. So that's, uh, but uh, part of a uh, gold mine was founded in 1988 and I started in 1999. So think about what the technology looked like. It was before Al Gore had invented the internet and uh, things like that. And so I've been with them 22 years. Uh, the, the founder sold out and um, uh, he's running another product called Nimble right now. So I'm sort of the caretaker or uh, steward, as it were, of Goldmine over the years. Nimble. Are you talking about John Ferrara? Yeah, yeah exactly. He was Goldmine's Ferrara with Alon uh, uh, oh. back in. Yeah. So he was leading Goldmine before you came in. That's right. So I, I came in as a regional manager. I, 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 I worked for Symantec selling uh, you know, antivirus software when people thought it was optional, fun. Uh, WinFax, I don't know, you're probably too young to remember when faxing was a big deal out of the computers. And uh, so we had OEM. And so I got the gold mine because I was uh, a, good at, a good salesperson at taking package software, WinFax, Symantec, and selling it to large corporations. And that's great. Look, the reason I the reason I invited you on is because I always like folks doing something a little unique. And right, so there are right now many multi-billion dollar tools that are CRM sort of SaaS tools. Vista got behind Pipedrive at a plus billion dollar valuation, Close.io, HubSpot Free CRM, obviously Salesforce, a bunch of folks. You're doing something different. You're actually selling a one-time sort of license to right. a CRM software. Help me understand right. how you're competing in the space. Well, so it's a little bit of a legacy that we um you know, inherited the perpetual uh, license and Windows on-premise, uh, you know, we were one of, you know, it was Goldmine, Act, and Maximizer. Then Siebel came along, and, uh, and, and then later on, Salesforce, uh, you, know, you know, came about. Um, we stuck with our architecture, uh, you know, Windows-based, Windows 
and we do things a little bit differently. We, we, we didn't expand to do everything like Salesforce, Sugar, Microsoft. You can find every bell and whistle. You have architectural. But with that comes some complexity. So we kind of what they call stick to the knitting that we were liked by individuals for productivity. And so we stuck with that over the years. Mm-hmm. And that said, be available on their PCs, not not in the in the cloud. And a lot of our audience uh, likes to own the data. They like to own the software. So I'd say we're a niche product today. We're not, you know, uh, Salesforce is the probably the you know the leading go-to, um, but but we have a niche product where people want that, and it takes advantage of some of the windows. Uh, uh, you know, multiple windows can be open. It's very fast when it's running on your local systems. So on-prem, local, keep their data. These are all the reasons people buy this from you. Now, what do you right. charge? What do you charge on average for this? So you know, when you said we you know, we were charging a one-time fee, so it's a one-time fee. You buy it, and uh, we we actually uh, pricing's a big issue for me, and we've done a number of things around. To make pricing part of the value prop, uh, we're not necessarily the cheapest, but we're you know strong value for. What's what we the one-time fee? It, well, the list price is six ninety-five, but we have a couple of ways to get in. Uh, you, you, we have a front, uh, we're kind of a reverse discount. It's front-loaded. The first three or five you buy are heavily discounted, and then we hope to get a little bit more when you add seeds down the road. Uh, but that, that to make it easy, so we did a, a bundle, sort of like your. So it's seven hundred seven hundred bucks to get started. As, as a single user, uh, we typically start out with a three-user bundle, which is about $1,900. And that includes a year of support and three users. And then in year two, like subscription, you buy the product again. And often with an uplift, they're adding 7% every year. Uh, whereas with our product, you buy it up front. And then in year two, you pay about 20% maintenance for software updates and access to technical support if you need it. So uh, the old long-time cost of ownership with Goldmine is very, very, um, uh, you know, strong in our favor. What is the average customer paying per year just for the maintenance contract? It's about uh, 140 to 150 a user per year. So times that by five, 750. 750 a year. Whereas, whereas if you go with, you know, a subscription service and you paid uh, $80 a month or whatever, you're paying 80 plus a month every year thereafter. So, yeah. I like that. Look, this is an interesting model. There's still a recurring element here, which is the service and maintenance, right? We're going back to real OG times back in the 80s, right? Um, Most of these folks have obviously moved over. You said we're going to stay on-prem installation, one-time upfront sale, front-loaded, then 20% maintenance fee over time. Give us a sense of scale. What year did you join the business? I I joined in 1999. 1999. Now, do you remember in 99 when you joined what sales were? Uh, They were were probably uh, $20 Twenty million. Okay, and that's but, a combination of the one time plus the service fee. No, that was no maintenance, and it was all shrink wrap, and it was retail, CDWs wow. and Comp USAs. I mean, uh, you know, people that are you know, have disappeared from the same office depots. Uh, Max, it was all it was all retail, and it, and then and then the uh, retail price was probably about three hundred bucks. So it was the heyday. Uh, people in two thousand were replacing everything because of they thought planes and their businesses were going to fall out of the sky because of Y2K. Yeah. So we had a huge year. Things sort of uh, tailed off after that. And we shifted. uh, Goldmine shifted from where we were using Borland uh, database engine. So this is technology that goes way back. But it was the first database that people touched on at the time. And so we shifted to SQL when it was coming out, SQL 7. Uh, It was an affordable database. We were an OEM. We were a large uh, OEM product for that. And um, 
that became one of the first database and shared applications that many, many businesses used. And in fact, we were often a network tester. Goldmine, because it was sending data over the network, would find uh, you know kinks in your network that didn't exist, yep. uh, that you didn't know exist. But o- over time, that uh, you know, app, accounting applications and other things got up on the network. But now, Paul, in 2020, how many customers did you have actively sort of paying this maintenance fee? It's about 5,000, uh, okay. and we probably, we estimate we probably have one or two who don't, or 2,000 who don't pay the fee. So you do have that option. So then okay. with regards to pricing, we've got to have a good current upgrade. So it's a definitely an older model, but you own the software. Uh, it's a perpetual license. One of the other elements is we're concurrent. And this is actually an important you know, well, feature. Hold on, hold on. Before yeah. we go to the concurrent stuff, so just to be clear, 5,000 actively paying the maintenance fee and another 2,000 who choose not to pay it, correct? Estimated, yeah. Estimated, yeah. Okay, got it. I mean, so can can, can I do the math? Right, five thousand bucks times a what you said a service fee on average of sixty two bucks a month or seven fifty a year. I mean, what that's like three hundred ten thousand bucks a month, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right around there. Yeah, we're yep. And okay, so now tell me about you. We're going to continue on with another product. Well, so we we used and our model is concurrent, which means shared licenses. Uh, If you subscribe, you're paying per login per named user. Well, within Goldmine, uh, the idea is to, to create an ID for everybody in your company. And we, we deal mostly with small businesses, SMBs. Uh, but let's say I can put in 20 names so that the people from accounting or uh, you know, sales you know, administration can log in and use it occasionally, but they don't have to pay for a license. You're just managing the number of people who are logged in at once. Yeah. Whereas if you were to go to Salesforce or some of the other subscriptions, you've got to pay for everybody who wants access. And so we're, we're affordable in that, in that sense, you can get going you can give everybody in the company access to the features and functionality, which are he- heavy on uh, contact management and, you know, managing your personal productivity and schedule, uh, email marketing. So we're a good list manager, get all your prospects in that list. And then a traditional one sales forecasting, uh, for, for, and with this, with this kind of feature set, how many new customers joined the program in 2020 purchasing, you know, the $700 or $1,900 upfront thing? So it's, it's, it's about a hundred, uh, new names a quarter. Oh, wow. Okay. So caught 400 ish last year, even during COVID about 400 new customers last year. Yeah. Uh, so, so COVID, uh, you know, as you scale back marketing, there was a little bit less on the new, but there was a strong investment from existing businesses because they had to support remote users. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we did, and our parent company, uh, you know, benefits from that as well. Uh, they provide security for networks and remote users. But uh, we saw a lot of people now, as we're coming out, adding seats. So they're expanding. They've hired us another salesperson, and uh, or or they're, they're getting back. So they've um, they've they've renewed. Uh, people who would drop maintenance for cost reasons are coming back because there are some things in the latest release around security and that that they want, and so that they can take advantage of. And Paul, when you look at last year, and then I want to get more of like understanding your team and sort of where you think the product will go. But when you look at total revenue last year, what percent would you say came from recurring maintenance contracts versus new signups paying the seven hundred or nineteen hundred dollar fees? Yeah, it's it's about seventy five percent recurring. Oh wow! Okay, you know, so it's 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 a it's an important part, and we run a very lean, profitable organization. We work through reseller channels that are international that provide the services and guidance. We have a lot of, you know, uh, today the technology is a little bit more stable and people can do more on their own. But when it comes to customizing the workflows and all that, that's one of the things about Goldmine. You can touch your data. It's very easy with some of the other products. You want to have it, you, you, you hire an administrator and a person dedicated to it. So when you're a big company and you have complex, uh, so, so kind of the evolution has been a lot of companies started with a gold mine 
you know, installation. And as they got big, they had more specific integration requirements and, and, and things of that sort. And so they, they expanded to bigger products. That's the mm -hmm. natural evolution. We stuck with what we do, which is helping smaller businesses manage that. What is your, what is your team size today? Pardon? How many folks are on your team today? Uh, yeah, we don't reveal that number because we're private, but, uh, uh, you know, there's dedicated development, del dedicated support, dedicated sales, and about uh, 70 you know, channel partners worldwide. Tell me about how you've signed up so many channel partners. I assume what you pay them a 30% cut or something. Yeah, they, they get a traditional discount and then they get the commissions on the maintenance renewal. So we, we have them working to, uh, you know, encourage renewals and then they provide local support, customization support, usually on an hourly basis as opposed to, you know, weeks or days. Okay. Now, uh, um, I don't know, push here where you can't talk about this stuff, but uh, on LinkedIn, it says there's, for Goldmine, there's about, there's five employees, right? And then there's, I guess, 70 value-added resellers here. It, I, I assume the team's probably bigger than five people full-time on the project. It is, yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what that reference is, was, was, was to. I'll have to go back and check that one out. But Yeah, well, it looks, uh, like you it looks like you have a development team or something in India. A lot of these folks that are listed here are in India. Yeah, we're out of Bucharest in Romania. Uh, we, ha we have that, so... Uh, the identifiable ones. And then we have a support group in Colorado Springs and uh, channel people that were located, uh, you know, interspersed across the uh, the globe, London, I, Toronto. I see. Now this, you're obviously operating this inside of a much larger company, right? So, so yeah. I, I mean, have you bootstrapped the business or is it really, it's not profitable and it's really backed by funding from the larger business? So, uh, we, I act, I, I would call myself, if not a brand steward, a uh, intrapreneur, right? I'm running a separate business unit within a company. And we know we are very, uh, as I said, we're lean, but we are very profitable. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are things I think we wish we could do more, but we're, we're keeping within the lines of proper research investment and, uh, and, and so forth. We went real lean on marketing because that can be very expensive during COVID. So we sort of shut some of that, some of that down, but we are a very profitable entity, which is why they've, they've, uh, they've held on to us. So, you know, we're, we help that we help Avanti and, uh, you know, be, be strong and develop other, other products as well. Have you asked Avanti guys, listen, I'd really love to spin this out and lead this myself. If I go raise whatever 20 million bucks to buy it out from under you, would, <laughs> would they sell it to you? It's, it's a complicated bit because of, because of the, uh, of the profit, the, the price, it, it, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, financial, you know, you know, model when you have a high EBITDA contribution um, that there's a lot of value to that because if they take that out, some other product has to step in and fill it. Right. So it, while it makes well, you say, oh, it might make sense to spin it off uh, from a financial perspective. And here's the thing for us. Uh, we got a good home, right? All the infrastructure stuff has taken place for us. Now, while we're very different, our customers are very different than Avanti's, um, but we're able to take advantage of all the accounting and order entry and legal and personnel and, and benefits and keep our team going. So they pick up a little bit of that, but we're still a very uh, big contributor to their uh, ongoing uh, success. Yep. Yep. No, this makes a lot of sense. Talk to me about churn. How, how, you know, obviously keeping those people paying maintenance contracts is obviously important. What does churn look like? Uh, we, we don't, we don't calculate it much. It's, uh, cause we're pretty, pretty stable on the renewals. Uh, what, what happens typically, uh, people will disappear for a year or two for whatever reason, they won't pay, you know, for a year or two, but then they come back because they need a release that has a security enhancement or, or something of that sort. So, uh, our, and, and we have, uh, I talked to somebody who's running a product, uh, version seven, which was last updated in 2005. 
And uh, I was chatting with, think about all the things that have changed, you know, I don't know, yeah. five or five or six presidents and who knows how many operating systems uh, Microsoft has gone through, right? But the product just can run. So, so we have a lot of customers that have invested in it. They, once they get it working, they don't, they don't change it. It's, it's mm-hmm. the old adage that uh, uh, salespeople like change. They just don't like to be changed. Yep. Yep. So, but so uh, we have customers that have called me up. In fact, uh, uh, we talked to somebody yesterday that I was on the original sale in 1999. They worked with one of my resellers to get trained, and they had, uh, for whatever reason, had now coming back. And uh, you know, 20 years, uh, I mentioned this this person 15 years. CRM is very sticky. Once you get using it, it's you, you just don't swap it in and out. It's not like a you know a, a Dropbox. No, I, under, you, I understand. No, we've seen this. Pat, we've, I've interviewed you know again. We've interviewed a bunch of Pipe Drive. All these folks have been on the show, so I get it. it is it is sticky, um, especially an on prem. An on prem version is much stickier than a non on prem version. SaaS is yeah, easy and, to cancel. And and you know the on prem bit, while it's a little bit of a you know it's a differentiator, and we're we're you know uh, that that helps draw people. We also went to a license or a hosting model. We're uh, unlike a SaaS application. So uh, from our perspective, it leveraged the features. Hey, if you like the feature set and you got equipment to run on it, that's the most affordable way. But we also have uh, certified MSPs who can run that. And one of the advantages is now I can put Goldmine on that virtual desktop, but I can put other applications like their quoting application. Can you break? I mean, with these extra products, with the features, I mean, you many people would argue entrepreneurs like yourself, you get very comfortable because you have a much larger company sort of protecting you. So you're less aggressive in terms of driving growth. I mean, can this thing grow back? I mean, it sounds like your your blockbuster year was back in doing 20 million in 1999, I guess, or, or back in the day. Can this get back up to the, you know, $10 million a year in revenue this year? Uh, that not this year, it, it could, right. You've got it, but the on-premise market is, is a, is a tough one to be at. So, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're, we, we fight to be stable, provide our customer a stable version of the product that they can continue using, keep the brand name out there that, uh, you know, the brand name Goldmine keeps bringing people in. So that's uh, called free advertising. But uh, you know, to be candid, it's it's hard when it's it's a cloud world out there, and yeah. so uh, some of our customers love Goldmine, and uh, our hosting is probably you know twenty percent of our uh, business, and that pays us uh, you know the ongoing recurring fee. Or you can take your license that you own and your data, move it up into the cloud, and just pay for the hosting services. So yeah. we've given folks that option, and um, uh, we'll see how as we come out of COVID and more people. Uh, you know, taking a look at some of their infrastructure, uh, there's a, a lot of people looking to be a little bit more economical and Goldmine offers a great affordable solution. We will we will see what happens. We're out of time though. Let's wrap up here quickly with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, in Search of, uh, Let's Get Real or Let's Not Play by Mahan Khalsa. It's a sales book uh, that basically says salespeople have rights. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, my own, James Shaper. Uh, Number he's come out of a couple of successful bits, and so there's a lot to learn. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business besides your own? Um, uh, boy, I, I don't, I don't have an answer to that one. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get a solid eight. And what's your situation? Well, married, single, kids? Uh, married, grown kids, and uh, yeah. Uh, how many kids? I have, I have two, 27 two. and 28. Okay, uh, and uh, how- one of them is a, a she's the CPA and. Uh, uh, manager for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, very cool. Yeah. She gets to blend something very, uh, a a lot of numbers with a great, great team. And how old are you? 
I am 68. It's, 68. It's, yeah, last, it's like, Mr. Peterson, tell us about software in the old days when you didn't mm-hmm. have Windows. But anyway. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, how to be patient. Yep. Guys, Goldmine, an OG in the SaaS space. They sell on-prem CRM software. Blockbuster year, $20 million back in the dot-com boom. Now today, they have got about 5,000 customers that pay servicing fees of caught 60, 70 bucks a month. So caught 300,000-ish per month in revenue. But on top of that, they've got 400 new customers joining every uh, every year, paying 700 bucks to $2,000 to get signed up and get on board. And then they expand with seat bases. We'll see if they can get back up to 10 million bucks in revenue. But Paul is shepherding this, meanwhile, internally at Avanti. Paul, thanks for taking us the top. All right, you got it.